This is our fourth time now looking at Colossians 1, 1 and 2, and I want us to just trace out some connections to this town, Colossae. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. So, Father, I ask that as we focus on the connections that are quite remarkable between Paul and his fellow workers and this town, that you would show us implications that are relevant to us as we have connections with friends and colleagues and towns. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Colossae was a town in present-day Turkey, about 100 miles east of the coastal town of Ephesus. And Paul had never been there. He, had, he did not found this church, which is an unusual thing for him to write to a church that he didn't have any personal, direct eyeball-to-eyeball question uh, connection with. So here it is. Here's where I see that, Colossians 2.1. I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea. Now, that's a town about 10 miles away. So he's got connections, but not face-to-face because he says, and for all who have not seen my face. So I take that to mean that Colossae and Laodicea and lots of others had not seen me face to face. So the question is then, well, what's connecting him with this church in Colossae? How did it get started, and how did Paul know about it and feel burdened to write a letter to it? So here's Colossians 1, 6 and 7. The gospel has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. So it sounds like they learned of the gospel from Epaphras. The Epaphras was the evangelist or the layman who found out the gospel and took it back to them, and he's one of them, according to chapter 4, Epaphras, who is one of you. So he's now, he's either now become part of them, or he was always part of that community. That's probably what it means. And he found the gospel somewhere and took it home. Epaphras who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you. Now, Epaphras then is with Paul. He's sending greetings from Epaphras to his hometown, Colossae. So perhaps Epaphras went from Colossae with news to Paul about how things were going, and Paul has then a a direct sight line through Epaphras to the conditions in this church. And he's always struggling on your behalf 
in his prayers that you may stand mature and fully assured in the will of God, for I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and Herapolis, another small town nearby. So it looks to me like Epaphras is the founder of the church and that he has traveled, perhaps with news of the church, to Paul. He's with him now and sending greetings. And Paul, with Epaphras, is where? Epaphras, this is at the end of the little book, Philemon. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ, sends you greetings. So they are in prison together. Epaphras came to Paul and, in aligning himself with Paul, got in trouble with Paul, and they're both in prison together, probably in Rome. Now, Paul is writing Colossians from prison. Here's, here you can see that in Colossians 4.3 and 18. At the same time, pray for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison. And probably Epaphras is in prison with him because we're going to link up Philemon, that book where we just learned that they were in prison together, we're going to link that up with Colossians and Ephesians. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand, remember my chains. So Colossians is written from prison and probably the prison where Epaphras, the citizen of Colossae, is with him. Here's Colossians 4, 7, and 9, which answers the question, well, if Epaphras is in prison, who took the letter? Who carried the letter back from prison, probably in Rome, to Colossae? Tychicus will tell you about my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you. I think that means with this letter, for this very purpose that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, I have sent Onesimus. Now, Onesimus is the slave in. Uh, the book of Philemon, the letter to Philemon that he's sending back to Philemon. So now we have a link up between the imprisonment mentioned at the end of Philemon and the imprisonment uh, mentioned in Colossae because Tychicus is the one who's carrying the letter and he's traveling with Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you. So Onesimus came from Colossae, which means Philemon, the the former slaveholder of Onesimus, who's supposed to receive him back as a brother, lives in Colossae. They will tell you, Onesimus and Tychicus will tell you everything that has taken place here. So probably the letter to Philemon and Onesimus is going back to Colossae with Colossians, the book, the letter to Colossians with Tychicus. 
Now, the plot thickens one more time. Here's the close of Ephesians. So that you also may know how I am and what I'm doing, Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how I how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. So we have Ephesus, Ephesians, I mean, the letter to the Ephesians, we have the letter to the Colossians, and we have the letter to Philemon. All of them being carried from an imprisonment back to the region of Colossae. Ephesians is written to uh, Ephesians and others, perhaps Colossians to Colossians, Philemon to Philemon, who lives at Colossae, and they're all being carried by Tychicus and Philemon. Now, what are the implications of all of that? Let me mention three. Going back here now to drawing out implications of these connections with Colossae to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae. Implication number one, Paul's heart is bound up even with churches that he did not found because of the connection with friends like Epaphras. So Paul loves this church. He's going, he doesn't write letters to every single church in the empire. <laughs> that wouldn't, that wouldn't be possible. So to whom does he write? He writes to churches where he has connections, and this connection is not immediate, right? He didn't found this church. They haven't seen his face. But oh, how he loves Epaphras. And Epaphras has served him so well, and he knows this church now so well through Epaphras that he writes to Colossae. Second implication. Prison from which all three of those letters, Ephesians, Colossians, Philemon, is all three of those letters are stemming, they're, they're growing out of imprisonments, show that for Paul, prison was not an unproductive place, <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. He's, he's sitting there in chains. He said, remember my chains. Remember my chains in 418. So he's not only in prison, he's got chains around his feet. Who I don't know, maybe around his ankles. And instead of sitting there in a pity party of unproductivity, he's writing letters to Ephesus and Colossae and Philemon. Oh, to be productive in the hard times of our lives. And the third implication I would draw out is that there is a very close connection between Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon so that we should be on the alert as we read Colossians, as we study this letter sent to Colossae for possible mutually illuminating parallels between this letter and Ephesians and Philemon. So next time we move on to grace to you and peace from God. Is that just a throwaway 
greeting that happens over and over in letters, or does it carry glorious implications for the recipients?